three, two, one. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Master of Fun podcast episode number. I have no idea. Um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I highly recommend that you go back and take a listen. Uh, my name is Lara, and normally I would be joined by my bro host, Jonathan, but today I have a special guest. And so if you haven't listened to the last episode, the reason why I think you should is because I kind of give an adoption sort of update um, in the life of my son, Harper, who is 13 years old. He um, recently came into contact with his birth mom. And so I kind of give a little overview of that whole process and also um, kind of set the stage for today. So please go back and listen to that one first. Um, but yeah, we have Harper here today. Um, he is 13 years old and I'm going to get him warmed up with some easy questions because he's going into like sports announcer mode on this podcast. And so we're going to try to just have a normal human conversation, mother and son. You ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Stay real close. Okay. So Harper, how old are you? I am 13. And how, when will you be 14? Cause it's soon. September 17th, which is... Just like a month, two months maybe? A month, yeah, just yeah. right around the corner. Um, do you have any hopes and dreams for your 14th, for your, actually it'd be your 15th year technically, but once you turn 14? Yeah. Um, hopes and dreams? For sure, dream um, big, so I can crush them later, because I can tell by to, your face. <laughs> to go to a Bills game. Oh, that's a good one. And, or go to like some amusement park we haven't gone to, like Darien Lake or... You know, something like that. Oh, that's those are attainable dreams. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I mean, there's school and everything that starts up right then. Yeah, so. that's tricky. All right, what is... I'm going to just do some fast interview questions, okay? Rapid fire. What do you like to do for fun? I like to read and play sports. What's your favorite sport? Football, but wrestling is a very close second. Wrestling and track. Okay. What is your favorite genre of books you like to read? I like it all. Um, realistic fiction is what I'm re really into. There's been some sci-fi books that I've liked. Okay. Um, but I'm kind of all over. You like human stories a lot. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite color? Blue, all the if, way. If you were a color, what color would you be? Blue. Okay. Um, what is your favorite breakfast food? Um, I love, like, pancakes okay just plain pancakes blueberry chocolate chip blueberry or banana all of them all any yeah. pancake okay um what about remember when jay used to call them makey pancakes yeah it was so cute makey makey more makey um okay what is a f favorite story from your childhood so far um it's a good memory from like my entire life yeah I mean, what's that? Cross country road trips are a big play in kind of who we are as a family mm -hmm. and who I am, and kind of I love exploring and stuff. Yeah, the adventure. Was, yeah, Good. and just all the things we do. Okay. Yeah. What is one thing people assume is true about you because you are adopted? That maybe I'm not normal or I'm not I'm not like 
I'm not, well, being black, people say I'm like, and growing up with a white family, people say, some kids say I'm like not black enough or. Okay. And so they kind of assume that I'm not really who I say I am or I'm kind of a mystery guy. They just, I'm the adopted kid to them. Okay. So do you, you feel like that's a big part of your identity? I mean, I kind of tune it out the best I can, but okay. it happens a lot. So when people, when you say that some people will feel like you're not black enough, are you referring to like other black kids or are you talking yeah, about white kids? They say I don't like talk black or okay. I don't act black. Right. I'm kind of like. What do you say what back? Is, I kind of just say like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We, we talk about this a lot at feed home. the fire. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like there's one way to act or be or sound or talk black? One way? What do you mean by that? Like, is there only one way to be black? No. I think if you're black and how you act, that's that's being black. That's That's who you are, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I think that's like, I think about that with um, being a woman, too. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know two women that are the same, but we're all women, right? Yeah. yeah. And there are some women who don't feel like their womanhood is validated by some people, but they're not any less women, right? If you're a woman, you're a woman. If you're black, you're black. It, It just looks differently for everyone. I think what people are talking about is being culturally black, right? Yeah. Growing up in a black family with black culture and black traditions. We do our best, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, I'm still you, real white. <laughs> you do a pretty good job if I say so myself. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, I think you're just the perfect amount of black, <laughs> which you. is all the way, <laughs> all the way black. Um, okay, so those are some, adop- ado- uh, some assumptions people have about uh, you as an adoptee. Mm-hmm. How do you identify as a, an adoptee? Like, what would you say are some descriptors? Um, like, how would you describe yourself? Um, like, you obviously identify as black. Yeah. You identify as a, an adoptee or transracial adoptee. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of identify, I would say, as what you said and just, I'm not really sure, just, I I guess I'm still kind of figuring that out. That's cool. For the most part, but, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's okay. Um, So, one of the things that I think people, when they think about adoption they usually think about the perspective of the people who are doing the adopting, the adopters. And then second, they think about what it must be like for the the child who was adopted, who grows up to be an adult. And they Mm -hmm. still kind of, when we talk about adopted kids, we talk about adopted kids. We don't usually talk about adopted teens or adults. Like we forget sometimes Mm -hmm. in the story, people talk about with adoption, they keep kids very young and they don't think, "Mm, these are full whole individuals that become adults. They're just like anyone. Um, But those stories are usually a lot about the adopter and then about the, the quote kid who was adopted and then not really thinking much about the last part of that equation, 
which mm-hmm. is an equal and important part, which is the birth parents or the first family. How do you, what feels truer for you? The words birth parent, birth mom, first mom, um, bio mom, biological mom. Like what? What I know, I know what you usually say, but what feels good to you? Birth mom. Birth mom. Yeah. Okay. Everybody has a little bit of a different. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I guess I've always said, and I—I mm-hmm. I mean, I could say, like, sometimes, like, if I'm talking to other people, just so like they know exactly what I'm talking about, like biological mom, or sure. But I usually just say birth mom. Okay. Um, well, we'll go with that then while we're talking. Um, but so, do you know what I mean? Why people mostly focus on like the adopters, mm-hmm. and then the and then they focus on like the child. Maybe. And then last would be birth family. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about your adoption story, or do you talk about it? Do you like to talk about your adoption story with people? I mean, yeah, for the most part, with people I know I can trust, but other times I'll just put myself out there and see how it turns out. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is you really like sharing it with strangers, yeah. Like in a pan- like you, you, Harper recently did a panel discussion, a youth adoptee panel, and he talked to over a hundred strangers and was very vulnerable and open. And you're very vulnerable and open with me, and you're super open to doing this podcast. But sometimes sitting down with like maybe friends at school or kids you know, that would be a different situation. Yeah. What What's the difference for you? Do you think? Well, with the kids at school, it's kind of maybe they wouldn't understand or mm-hmm. they're not very familiar they might not be as might say some insensitive things that Mm -hmm. they might not know what they said or yeah but like with the other people I'm kind of that's what I'm there for to kind of just put myself out there and yeah but one of the things I know you like to talk about when you are sharing on like a panel or something else you like to kind of talk to people who may be considering not adopting a child, but placing a child for adoption. Yeah. So what? What? Why do you like to do that? You said you kind of like to get in their head yeah. a little bit. What is that because about? I think there might be some cases where they are, where it might be better or safer for the kid to be placed for adoption, or anyone to be placed for adoption, any age, mm-hmm. and um. But I. But every kid deserves to stay with their birth family. Yeah, whenever it's possible. Yeah. So a lot of people, I know one. I thought you made a really good point the other night. You we were talking about how a lot of birth parents or expected parents want a better life for their child, and what do you say to that? Well. So they say they're trying to give us a better life, but, and that might be true. In, In some, some ways, ways. yeah, <laughs> cases or, um, but they're also, it's kind of like, that's the meal, then there's the side dishes, which is right. so what pain, are the other- hurt, guilt, the feeling of rejection, and that big question mark hanging over the adoptee's head 24-7 of maybe like, what they look like or who they are or what life would be like with them. Or why. Yeah, right? why did they do something wrong? Were they not good enough? The child. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
those are those really personal feelings for you? Like, do I feel these things? Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, I know that, but yeah. our, our listeners don't, so I gotta be, you know... Yeah. Keep some mystery here and <laughs> unpack it with you. So you struggle with some of those feelings. Yeah. Well, so you say 24-7. Is that really how it feels? Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you feel like are some things that adopters might not be thinking about when they're going in to become part of this system where kids are removed from their first family, their like family of origin. What are some things that you think you wish they knew? That it's not easy and it's not it's not easy they're not, for they're not like it's not like this isn't this isn't like a rescue. This is more of like a it's I mean, I don't, I don't really know yeah. how to put this in. No, that's great. The word rescue is really interesting because you've heard, you know, you've heard me talk about white saviorism, right? Where mm-hmm. people will often be like, "Well, I let we can help, we can help black people," and it's like we should help each other. We should all help all people. I think, yeah. but. Um, there's a sense of like it's part of white supremacy is thinking I'm better and so I should help this person who's not as good as me. Like it's a white, sa- it's kind of a white savior yeah. complex, right? Um, They're kind of missing out on the fact that we all bleed the same blood. We're all, in the end, we're all humans. Yeah, so they're missing out on the mutual part, yeah, right? Yeah. The mutuality of that. Mm-hmm. So, so when you say the rescue, so you want you wish adopted parents understood you're not saving them from this horrible thing because yeah, it stays with them. It's not you can't erase it. Yeah, or or does it change? I mean, because you're, maybe you're maybe a kid is being like removed from poverty, mm-hmm. or they might be removed from an unstable situation. Yeah, but they're not removed from. It might be like, when I say rescue, like some people might look at it like, yeah, they're definitely rescuing them from like poverty in this example, but they might be taking them out of the temporarily... That was right, yeah. Did I say that word right? Yeah. Okay. The temporarily Um, hard situation, but but adding a permanently hard thing. It's still like a, they're still kind of like scarred from that situation or... Why do you think, do you think all adoptees at some level, feel scarred? Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people don't think so. And I don't know. I, I, I wasn't adopted, so I don't know. But you think that at some level, everybody, yeah. every adoptee feels yeah. that? There's, whether they were, like, not, like, taken, but, like, place for adopt, adoption or any other Removed example. for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Forcibly. Yeah. It's a trauma either way. Yeah, it's still there. Mm -hmm. Permanent ink on your life, kind of. Yeah. Um, Would you say that that's ever something that will go away or that you can change? There's, like, when I say, like, permanent ink, you might be able to... Like, if you get, like, um, mustard on your shirt, you might be able to fade it just a little, but it's there. Yeah. So it's the same thing with that. It might, like, just finding my birth mom and kind of talking with her a little bit, it fades it a little bit, but it it can't ever, like, permanently go away. And so 
it's kind of like maybe getting to know her or more in like chatting a lot. It's more just like, it's kind of someone like rubbing cold water or mm-hmm. something to try to get the stain out, but it's not, it's not going to like go away, but you might be able to fade it just yeah. a little bit where it's not as visible or yeah. as noticeable. Yeah. And yeah. you're still, cause things can always look up and get better. Sure. Yeah. So one of the, um, things I know you feel like it's really important and I agree is, and this is the thing I tell adopters all the time, is that the most important person you can, most important group of people you can be learning from is adoptees of all ages. Um, And a lot of adopted or adopters, you know, adoptive parents don't want to talk about adoption with their kids until they're older, if at all. Um, What do you think about that? I say that's that's even worse than you've got to let them talk about when they're young because, I mean, <laughs> one, one of my, like, black heroes, I would say, Frederick Douglass says, it's easier to build strong children than repair broken men. I like to say adults because that quote sounds a little bit sexist in a way yeah a little more inclusive yeah. to say broken adults okay yeah. that's good that's fair yeah <laughs> good edit and but and so I think that's totally true because if they don't learn how to like it's like if you don't learn how to walk like nobody teaches you how to walk when you're young it's going to be way harder when you're an adult and mm-hmm. you're trying to learn how to walk yeah yeah, a lot of times, we had a lot of people tell us, a lot of people thought that I talked about adoption with you too much and that you wouldn't have, that some of your, that 24-7 anger or hurt or thinking about it all the time is because I talked with you about it from the beginning and we talked about it all the time. Do you think... No, they're wrong. <laughs> you, you think it's yeah. better for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so, too, because now you have language around all those feelings mm-hmm. of being... Vul- like, you can talk about, well, I'm feeling vulnerable, or I'm feeling a little... Re- this triggering some rejection issues yeah. for you. And so, I still struggle, struggle with, like, saying what triggers those things a lot, but... In the moment, you know yeah. what they are, but you've already time moment, admitting it in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm not triggered. <laughs> yeah. I've never been triggered. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have a hard time in the moment, I think. But the fact that you can look back over that, those incidents and say what you're struggling with is important. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so you, so advice you would give to adoptive parents would be to talk about it early and often. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I liked about, I knew that you were probably thinking of her your your birth mom mm-hmm. pretty often. Yeah. I would see you every time we would walk any anytime we were anywhere when black women walk by. I see you <laughs> checking them to see yeah. okay, do we could that be her? Do we look alike? Could this yeah. be my mother, you know? No, I know there isn't because from the pictures we've seen of my birth mom, those and ladies don't videos. look like me. Yeah. No, but she you guys have a matching always be like, face. <laughs> yeah, I'd always be seeing like I have long eyelashes. Does she, uh, let's see, do we have the same fingers or whatever? Right. Yeah, looking for... 
there's kind of a relief that comes with knowing my birth mom now because I'm like, no, that's not. Yeah, like, I, not don't, I don't need a look anymore. Searching. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we. I think so. We're gonna. I just want to get us warmed up. We're gonna talk about um, in the next episode, and probably for the next few episodes, if you're comfortable mm-hmm. sharing. Um, we're gonna talk about what that moment was like for you when we first found your birth mom. Yeah. But before that, um, we I want people to understand, before we get to like that part of the story, I want people to understand all the hurt and the pain and the loss um, that you've experienced leading up to that moment and how just meeting her, or even, even if you had the perfect dreamy relationship with her, um, it doesn't change like the the hurt that still is inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that are answered, I think, but yeah, yeah, the, you know, it doesn't solve everything. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of you that hoped or thought maybe it would? Yeah, I always kind of like dreamed up the perfect relationship or the perfect kind of situation that could be true. I was held out that kind of hope, but mm-hmm. um, deep. In my like heart of hearts, I I'm like, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna erase, it's not gonna, like, it's not gonna be what you think it is, but right, it could be better. Yeah, yeah, it can heal some things, it can answer answer some questions, mm-hmm. but maybe open up new wounds, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it could make, cause new hurts, just like any relationship. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna ask you one last question. Um, What actually? Why don't you? What What is one thing you want us to know today, before we get into the rest of the episodes? That probably to put any words of wisdom that either me or you, as in my mom, for those <laughs> who <laughs> I don't know, they probably already know anyway. Um, <laughs> just kind of take it into thought. If you are this any anything ties with you or your situation, yeah. If something resonates, actually, yeah. really consider these perspectives. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, what is one um, one thing you want to say to adoptees of any age? What is one thing you would want to encourage them about? To speak out and be who they are. Okay. Mm. Live their own life and don't let other people label them or define them. Oh, you're good. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We will be jo- having Harper join in for the next um, couple weeks and hopefully get more into um, some adoption topics that whatever he feels comfortable sharing about. Um, we're doing all this with his permission and trying to let him sort of drive the process, which maybe is a good place to start in next week. The importance of the adoptee driving their own narrative and driving their own reunion Mm, um, attempts and maybe sort of having some agency over as much of it as possible. So maybe we can hop into that next week. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I hope everyone has a great week. Um, Sorry that Jonathan isn't with us, but um, he should be around once we have figure out how to use three mics <laughs> um all right what do you anything you want to say at the end um it's a master of fun podcast you have a funny joke for us 
I mean, not. I <laughs> could have a joke, but they're not good at all. Hit us with a bad joke. Go for it. Okay. Okay. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Um, I don't know what. Where's popcorn? Oh, that's, that's a pretty corny joke, pretty, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yes, okay. You should thank All my right. teacher for that one. Master of Lame podcast. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Thank Bye. you for having me.